Hello and welcome to How Could This Be Right? I'm your host, Victoria Lutzhoft, and it feels so good to be here with you all today. This episode is amazing. You're in for a real treat. So turn it up, get comfortable, and let's dive in. (laughs) Okay, we are starting with a big belly laugh today. (laughs) Welcome to today's episode of How Could This Be Right? My name is Victoria. I'm here with my two best friends on December 21st of 2021, the solstice, the shortest day of the year, the turning point. Also, somebody told me today it's like a year and a half long portal that we're closing for something or other. I don't know. I've kind of leaned out of all that, right? (laughs) I feel like last last December there were like a million portals and lion's gate and all this shit. And now it's like, nobody cares. No one knows. No one's listening. I feel like whatever we need to keep telling ourselves to like get through the port for like everyone, everyone's just too fucked up about the fact that it's about to be 2022. Like we're like, what happened? How did we get here? Reeling from 2021. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I saw this. I saw this meme that was like, "Did you know that 2022 is pronounced 2020, comma T O O?" And the emoji the meme was like, you know, face palm. No, I saw that too. Oh my god, so good. Pandemic oh my god. <laughs> yeah. So if you can't recognize their voices, my dear friends Amy Batuski and Miss Ellie Montgomery and baby are (laughs) sitting with me in this virtual room and we were just finding the spot if you're not familiar with that term it means this the 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 moment of most sensation (laughs) because Mm -hmm. we wanted to just dive right in and really um yeah go share the juice share the juice no fluff this is this is actually like how we speak and how we talk and and we want to like. get to the good stuff. We want to get to like why you're here to listen, everyone. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so just bu- buckle up, hold on. No, but I was just sharing. We were finding the spot and, and I was like, it's like sisterhood and like, you know, desire and supporting one another. And then Ellie, you know, it's like, what is it like to be the third wheel? <laughs> <laughs> I didn't wasn't, say third wasn't, wheel. That wasn't quite her language, language, but not mine. <laughs> Here's where, interesting. Here's where I definitely did not get triggered. <laughs> this is all telling of what we're going to dive into. Yeah. Yeah. But we, what I want to really like kick off today and just to paint a little bit of picture, Amy and Ellie are co-founders of a beautiful company, Desire on Fire. If you are not familiar with you, the show notes, whatever, look it up on Instagram, you can find it. They are out here helping women just radically transform through their long-term programs, their in-person retreats, weekend experiences, like, you know... I've never heard so many people rave about programs coming out of your, and they'll be in my programs at the same time and be like, I'm getting so much out of Zara Fire. I'm like, great. Yeah. <laughs> 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 but really, I, 
I do mean that wholeheartedly great. And and I think like the spot to, you know, the, the thing that's been so amazing and that I've been able to see the growth of this company, not only from the external as most people do, but I have actually been a part of every single retreat on the back end in, in most most programs in some capacity. You've been on and the ride from day I, one. I have been on the ride. I remember when we were at the pool at Shutters, mm-hmm. and you ladies were planning out your first webinars. Oh my god! <laughs> I remember talking about our Facebook group that we wanted to create. Yes, me too. <laughs> and yes, and Facebook how you were going to run it. You were going to yes. run yeah. it when you were doing our social media. Yep. I, so, so I, I was, I was back of house and helping do the retreats back. I think this was even in 2017 before it was before you had done anything that, that I was thinking of, but yeah, then after the retreat and we were at shutters. And so I have been, you know, we, we have similar trainings, we have similar, but very different, you know, teaching styles and backgrounds and all of this, but we've been kind of along the same growth path. And I don't know if anybody can relate, but like when your best friends start to shine in normal society, you either like hitch your wagon to that shiny mm-hmm. boat. And in that, I kind of like, you put yourself behind them or you separate, mm-hmm. right? Like, I don't, there's not a lot of like talk about what I think we're going to, you know, really get into of like standing next to your best friends, next to those shiny women and rising with them. And so, you know, I hitched my wagon to your shiny boat and, and fully and wholeheartedly do back and support everything that you do. But I just want to like, kind of start it there. It's like where I was and, you know, where we were in 2018, I think that was, was my big dream for myself was a uh, uh, running desire on fire Facebook group. Mm-hmm. And that's a big job. And <laughs> you, out, you outgrew it pretty quick. I outgrew it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. wasn't, wasn't resonant for long. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I would just, you know, I just love to love to like, kind of dive into like, you know, how our trio has really like, evolved over those years over these years of like me supporting and and then like being on the side and and like you know we've just we've gone through about every single sisterhood portal I think we could possibly have gone through so what's it been like on your side (laughs) yeah yeah well yeah I can start so this is Ellie and it's interesting because we went through our training kind of parallel all three of us, but not together. You know, I was in New York, Amy was in LA, Vic was all over the world. <laughs> and then I was in-, in New York, but I hid. You were in New York, but yeah, we connected briefly, but we weren't, you know, ride or die sisters at that time. And it really wasn't until we, we graduated from our training, we left our training and, and all kind of ended up in Venice that we really dove into sisterhood. And, you know, my memory of that time is that you and I, Vic, were both pretty messed up from giving our power away to Mm. our teachers and that, you know, organization that we were a part of. And, you know, we were both just like lost. (laughs) 
okay. trying to, <laughs> trying to regain some, you know, who are we on the other side of this crazy transformative, but in a lot of ways, you know, really challenging experience. And Amy was fine as usual, you know, strong, <laughs> strong systemed Amy basically like <laughs> picked us up off the floor and said, like, go uh, to landmark. And, uh, <laughs> Ellie, I, it's funny because it was for, for Vic, my prescription was you need to go to the landmark forum. And my, my medicine for you, Ellie was just tools from landmark. I was reminding you of because you had already done landmark. <laughs> I was like, we all need a dose of landmark right now. Yeah, you <laughs> would say to for me. those of you for those of you who don't know what landmark is, it's a personal development company that runs courses around you know creating your life, being empowered, and designing your life you know from your from your language, from your from your own creation. So just a side note, but yeah, what would I what would I say, Ellie? Oh yes, Amy would say to me because I would say, well they said this and I'm off my path now. And what, you know, and she'd say, Ellie, everything is made up. All of these teachings, everything, all of it, it's all made up. So you get to choose, does it empower you? And if it doesn't empower you, you don't have to believe it. You can let it go. And if it does empower you, you can take it with you. I was like, oh, wow. Okay. I needed to be reminded of that at the time. And yeah, we really formed a close trio that got me through that period of, of healing and really deprogramming and mm. shedding the aspects of my training that weren't serving me. There was so much that had served me, but, but I, I needed to do some deprogramming and we were all so connected through that time. And it, it saved me, you know, it was my greatest fear was that I was going to lose uh, something that had become so important for me, which was the relationships that I had gained through that training. And yeah, it was like so incredible to create the sisterhood using the tools that we wanted to take with us that empowered us and leaving behind the aspects that, that didn't. So that's my memory, Vic, and just, <laughs> just falling in love with you, you know, cause I really mm -hmm. hadn't known you. And we, I mean, we went through so many different uh, different phases. And you were on my juice plus team for a while. And we were hosting events in my backyard in Venice. And also my experience of you at that time is you, you changed a lot. You know, you went from like kind of timid and insecure and like, you know, uh, lost and, and like, you know, who am I and what, what's my purpose. And you threw some hard won experiences, you know, some you, I mean, you threw yourself into different personal development courses. You were building this incredible marriage with Anders and your whole being transformed, like your way of speaking transformed your, your confidence, your, commitment, you're, you're the, the way that you showed up, your commitment to like earning money and, and being an entrepreneur and trying things. I mean, it's one of the friendships where, you know, I just, I hadn't seen someone transform like that before my eyes in such a short period of time. And I, I just, I gained so much respect for you through that period and, and really, yeah, just fell in love with you. Mm -hmm. Thank you. For that. <laughs> I think that's like, 
you know, to receive that, but also to be able to see that like, oh, like just the thing that I'm getting is like when I'm bigger, when I'm in my power, like that makes me better to be around. Like that makes totally. me, uh, you and know, it like it wasn't all easy or comfortable. Like I remember a time when you, you were hosting an event in my backyard and I was like, I think I was tired. I was resistant. And I like, didn't really want to be hosting. And you came up to me at one point and you were like, Ellie, it feels like I'm hosting you. Like what? Like you, you gave me a really firm, you know, like this doesn't feel good. And like, where are you? And, and, and I remember, you know, my spine kind of straightening going like, oh, okay, Vic's, Vic's gonna, you know, penetrate me with some truth and I got to show up here. And mm. so that's the other thing that developed was this level of truth and practicing mm. speaking truth that, um, I mean, with both of you that I hadn't had in close female relationships that mm. was confronting, but also, so, you know, really mm. helped me grow. And mm. yeah, I love that. I think it's also funny to think about like, you know, in our different over the, like, what was that? Like 2017, 2018, like each one of us has had like our different moments of like standing really firmly for the others or like being a little bit more of the sanity for the others or like, Mm -hmm. you know, it's been like, we've all like had to take our turns and take the seat and take the humble pill. And like, <laughs> that was definitely so Amy's times. time to like, be like, all right, ladies, like I'm standing for you to mm-hmm. yes come with me. Yeah. Yeah. And remember yourselves. I mean, that's really what I wanted to, to hold you, hold you through and hold you to. Yeah. It was remembering yourselves and, and rediscovering your power and your voice and your truth. Yeah. And then so leaving our training wasn't particularly, uh, it wasn't really a rupture for me. I, I stayed pretty solid and centered as you, as you mentioned, but then came my rupture, which was my breakup. And that was so intense for me. And I think it was like, I actually stayed solid through all of that. Cause it was like, my rupture was coming. It was like, I didn't even have like the space or capacity, you know, it was like my, my like body and my system and and my energy unbeknownst to me was preparing to go through this other portal, this other rupture, which was my breakup. And yeah, just how much I needed you to. And I was so sad and I would share so much with you and like, you know, and, and needing to give myself permission to be like the broken record and let myself share again and again, like how sad I was and how much I missed this partner and all the shit that was coming up for me and how like humiliating that felt because I, I was so used to just being like, you know, put together and feeling great and being high and happy and like, you know, and so then to like continuously be in this, the down that I went through and like keep revealing it to you too, was Mm -hmm. really, you know, humiliating in a humbling way, in a good way. It was like, I needed those ego deaths and to let in your love and support. And, you know, that's when I was crumbling and that's when I needed support and backing and, just each gone through phases of this mm-hmm. and have really needed it when others have been mm-hmm. down or broken or feeling, you know, ripped open and needing the backing, which we really provide for each other, which doesn't always look like, you know, cuddles and happiness and, and kisses and love, which we give each other. But it, it's like Ellie said, like delivering the hard truths and the, the uncomfortable truths that we don't always want to hear. But on some level, we are here for it. Like that is why we're in this relationship. 
Yeah. We've made an agreement. Yeah. To say the thing. And I, and I really want to just recognize that like, it's so special and it's so unique. And I think about my relationships with other women. Most of my relationships have that level of commitment and opt-in now because it's become our norm and like our community and the work we do, but thinking beyond these relationships and in this sort of body of work, like it's not the norm. And I think of, you know, how much I, I longed for that and even do long for that with other relationships, older relationships in my life from, you know, 10, 15 years ago, where I wish we had that level of opt in, we've opted into telling each other the truth. And I'm so grateful that we have that. And just the level of sanity that that brings, because we know that we're going to bring it to each other versus gossiping, talking about each other, holding on to resentment, pushing each other away, running away from the relationship, giving up trash talking, whatever all these patterns that play out in our culture, which are the norm, because we don't often learn another way. And so I'm, I'm so grateful that we've committed to a level of honesty and, and sharing truth with each other that can be uncomfortable, but creates so much intimacy. You know, it's funny, as you were saying that, I was like, I have never once thought that they would gossip about me. Like, <laughs> That just has never crossed my mind. And the thing is like, we never actually like wrote any, you know, we didn't make any like blood oath. Like we didn't, Mm -hmm. there wasn't like, I I think sometimes in like movies or shows or whatever, you see this like kind of fake intimacy that like you have to all agree to this thing or, you know, like I remember, you know, there were some other women that were like kind of in our field at that time who wanted to be really tight with us with I'll speak for myself with me in particular and I was like if it's meant to be it'll stick like I just we're just not and it wasn't because I was better or she was better or we were better or any you know there was no worse or anything I was just like I really got that like the frequency at which we were operating was like the frequency of each other and that that we could like mesh and go together and that's been expanding and also triggering right? Both sides, but to be like, oh my God, they're, you know, doing the same things, but like, we're still vibrant. And so like, there's, I'm just thinking of like people who are like, okay, well, how do I go out and like create this sisterhood? And like, you know, you might be able to like opt, like get some ladies to opt into this with you, but you might also like probably can turn around in some community or group or something you're in and be like, dude, are you in it? I'm in it. Let's like see where we can go together without any attachment. Like I've never had you know, this, like, of course I want to spend time with you guys. And this is where I think we've really deconditioned around like what best friends or, you know, not ranking, <laughs> but like how best friends, this is an inside joke. I'll just inside joke. Like, an inside joke. <laughs> Amy accidentally ranked, not accidentally. She ranked one of her friends and then everybody got triggered. And it was hilarious. It was so great. It was so cute. And- Cause it was like, everyone was having a reaction to me saying like number one bestie in an Instagram post. <laughs> and then, and then everyone's like, blank. what? understandably <laughs> what? why is she number one why what? who's number two what is that but, you know like and it was I mean it was actually really good and it, it brought yeah. up my MySpace trauma yes. is real. Yeah. <laughs> but like everyone you know, was like where am I on the top eight yeah. yeah but I think that's that's the spot <laughs> of like we, we we literally used to like rank friends and like I used to think like I have to see my best friends all the time we have to live in the same place like we now literally like sometimes we're in three different countries 
Yeah. You know, if over the last two yeah. years, we've been in three different countries. Mm-hmm. And I want to say something about best friends. Cause I actually, it's like before, like the old paradigm of best friendship is about like a ranking where it's like best is the number one, it's the top. Right. Mm-hmm. But to me, and I'm just thinking about this now, as we're talking about it, me, those who I view and value as a best friend are actually a certain frequency. Mm-hmm. It's actually a certain frequency and relationship and level of intimacy and trust and truth telling that I feel with them that has me relate to them and you two being two of them as my best friends. And so it's not like best, like it is number one over all those people are worse. It's like what you were saying, Vic, there's like a frequency and an alignment and a just like a vibrational match and an honesty, you know, a, a level of honesty that we're all opting into that has a stay that has a stay connected that has it yeah. stick. Yeah, totally. I love that. So yeah. So then Vic, well, we hosted our first retreat, which Vic was, you know, which, which we hosted together, the three of us. And it was, I mean, we don't have to get into all that. We can, if we want to, and then you got pregnant is my memory. And it's just wild for me to look back because there was such a time when we were all settled in the same place, you know, and really together. And then, you know, all living in LA, no babies. Yeah. Like hosting, you know, goddess circles every month. And then all of a sudden, you know, it's like Vic got pregnant. You guys, you moved to Copenhagen and then it was the end of 2019 and you went to Bali, Amy. And that was really when, like up until that point, Desire on Fire had been a retreat business. You know, we just, we hosted retreats and Amy had her own business. I had my own business. And it's really been since the pandemic that we have created the community and, you know, business that we have created and that you, Vic, have become the coach and entrepreneur Mm -hmm. that, that you've become. And so that's been a whole other phase of step. Cause it, cause we were so kind of insular, right? Like in Venice, in our, in each other's homes, in our backyard. And, and it's like during 2020, we really took these teachings that we'd been living and practicing together of sisterhood and intimacy and truth telling. And we, you know, took it to the, to the world, you know, we really moved into this. Yeah. This, this kind of outward space Mm. and yeah, that's come with its own ride of navigating. Um, you know, what does it look at any trio there's, this is what, you know, my husband does, um, group work and it's like in, in any trio, there's always one at any given time that feels left out Mm. typically, you know, Mm. it's like the nature of a trio. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. And so uh, it's been so, so cool, Vic, to watch you kind of mm-hmm. like re- wrestle within this dynamic mm-hmm. and, and be so vocal with us about what comes up for you about like, where do I fit? Where do I belong? Like, am I part of this? Yes. Do I want to be a part of this? Is that my calling? You know, and if not, what does that mean? And then, okay, that's terrifying. So I'm going to step out on my own. And yeah, so I, I'm curious, like, I would love to hear from you about, you know, that and what that 
is like for you. Yeah. It's, you know, it's just been, I'm just thinking about some of those moments where I've had to be like, guys, I want to be a third, you know, I would love to hear it in another way, or maybe it's the next podcast, like that moment where you like felt that thing come up and you like almost had to throw up and you know, mm. knew that you needed to say it to each other. Like, that's for me, an indicator of like mm. my truth, like that, that, you know, that like, I wanted to be a part of desire on fire. And then it was like, oh, and then you two have just one thing that I am just so in awe of is how much permission you reflect to me individually and collectively, like together of just like, okay, great. Let's find the spot for that. You know, like never along the path have you been like, well, I don't know if you really like, it's just been like commitment to, to honoring the spot, you know, to like finding the, the, the spot of most connection and most resonance. And so like, it's, it's always been this like, co-creation you know and oh my god just like like leaving a retreat and then being like what I I want to teach at the next one Mm -hmm. and then you know you would start planning the next one and I'd be like they haven't asked me to teach can't they read my mind I want to teach and then and then I would like you know not in like we'd have to like have like business threads at some point and we had to have like friendship threads at some point you know to separate when I was like doing so I was desire on fire social media manager for like a hot moment in time I hopefully those posts are archived but no <laughs> <laughs> I mean you were you rocking it, it. for, were for our standards I mean we, were... we didn't think we'd ever we were like how are we gonna replace Vic like she knows that's how our, it felt like she's like you know the third voice like it was yeah it was we were I don't think all. those those posts are archived enough. I do not think they are at all I think they're I the very not. first posts you, you can scroll yeah, back and find them. <laughs> <laughs> now I'm but, determined. I gotta find yeah, them. <laughs> I gotta find them. Oh my god! But I just kind of want to fast forward to like it really feels relevant to talk about like this last retreat that I came out mm-hmm. for and like the big portal of sisterhood truth and like me from you know to go from I need to be attached to you to be relevant. Like that was a huge mm-hmm. fear of mine. Like if I mm-hmm claim that I'm not officially a part of desire on fire like if I step outside I will no longer be relevant or even let yeah. go of like unofficial ways that Unof- you're like yeah. connected or yeah like yeah. It, it it was just it was like so it was so scary and then to like say that and so like fast forward and we'll fill in all this other time I guess in some way or shape or form we have so many stories and there'll be definitely more episodes but you know I think like talking about the most relevant kind of things are always sensational (laughs) but like I Amy and I were together just before this last retreat that Amy and Ellie hosted I was not planning on coming I was not a part of the team I was not you know at all involved, which felt really great. Like I love, I love having, you know, have stepped into really just our friendship and really honoring that friendship. I have needed the friendship being, you know, living in Denmark and being in motherhood, Mm -hmm. like it's been necessary. And so like releasing that idea of being the third and like really at the same time, stepping into my own business and my own coaching and then like checking, you know, like I'm good, I'm good. Right. (laughs) 
<laughs> so Amy and I were together and we were like, why am I not coming to the retreat? This is funny. Let's surprise Ellie and like the whole team. And so I flew out to Ojai to surprise Ellie and the team. And like, you know, what's funny is like, I obviously I didn't even think about like surprising people because everybody probably just knew I was going to be there without even thinking, you know, I was like, why was nobody else yeah. really that surprised? They thought you were going to be there because you've been at every It wasn't, <laughs> it wasn't like us bringing Beyonce. It was like the person that's been at every single retreat. It's like, what? <laughs> You're still here. Okay. <laughs> Never missed a retreat. Didn't think this would be the first one that you missed. <laughs> a real surprise would have actually been not coming. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, truly. <laughs> um. But I was surprised though. Yes. Yeah. You were surprised and that was the best. And it was, it was so, she was really sick. So it was like a really anticlimactic surprise. Yeah. I, I, it was like, I crumpled into your arms. Mm -hmm. (laughs) You were like squatting on the ground, like feeling ill. And you're like, Oh, what is Vic doing here? It was like, what, when did you get here? Oh, I feel so sick. I wonder if you were like at all, like, am I hallucinating here? Yeah, Ellie was having really bad pregnancy illness. What do they call pregnancy sickness? Yeah. 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 It was really interesting because my ego definitely wanted it to be a big deal that I'm there and like, I'm special and I'm important and like, look at me. And I got to see, like, I got to see that I got to be like, oh my God. And then, you know, cause I wasn't really on the team and I wasn't teaching. I wasn't like, we, we have established that that was not the, not a role that people should just be in is in between. And over that weekend in my own space, like I got really self-conscious and I got tight and my heart closed, like not on purpose, you know, but I, I just got how that shows up for me is I get really judgmental of my body. And then that like pulls me back. And all of a sudden I'm just like hating myself in this like beautiful location on this with all my best friends. And I like, Mm. I can't feel anybody. I can't feel myself. And, um, at one of our morning check-ins. Yeah, go ahead. And then what did it, and then when you're in the judgment and hating yourself, how does that then like show up outside of you? Oh, I get like harsh. I get like hard. I get short. I'm like rude ish, you know, like it's just like not it's okay. My husband had a psychic reading and the psychic was like, there's like two V's in your life, like nice V and not nice V. Oh Oh, no, two V. No, it was the same person, two personalities. (laughs) And like, (laughs) oh my God, I have always said there's a part of me that's just not nice. And it's like, I don't like it. I don't try to be that way, but that's what happens when Mm. I get in my own way. I get in my own funk when I'm not like I had been off in like la la family land, not getting accurate reflections from my sisters, having nobody to be like, dude, you're, you just close your heart. Like you just got sharp. And so in one of the check-ins, Amy shared the impact of that. And that opened like this huge portal and like, I would love for you to say, you know, share your side of it, but like on the other side of that conversation, Ellie walked in, (laughs) she goes, you look like you just got fucked. (laughs) You were, you were glowing so hard. Get a well-fucked glow. Well, (laughs) there was no physical penetration, but like that is the level that is what is like my, my entire demeanor soften 
my face open. I felt my body relax like that. It's like it was like true physical chemical change happened in my body yeah because of your reflection yeah and I love that and it was so beautiful and I'll just share like the other side of it just because it isn't easy giving each other these reflections like every time I bumped up against this Ellie's come up against this Vic's come up against this like it's like oh I don't want to say it it's like you said Vic like oh it feels like I'm gonna like I forget how you said it, but like, like it's the thing you're going to like vomit it up. It's like, Oh, I don't want to vomit it. But like, Oh, I need to say this for me. It feels like I'm going to fall off a cliff. Like it's the thing I don't want to say, but I, I know needs to be said and it, and it needs to be like, it needs to come out. And I want to bring up an earlier point too, to loop in here. I'm never worried about you gossiping. And the thing that I want to say is that that doesn't mean that we don't talk to each other about each other. Because we do, because we actually have to at times, because we need backing because it's confronting. So, you know, you've supported Ellie when Ellie's needed to give me reflections. Ellie supported me. I've supported Ellie. I've supported you, Vic. Like we, we do talk to each other. The thing is the content of our speaking about each other with each other when it's necessary is always from a commitment to getting to the deeper thing and then communicating it with the other one. Mm-hmm. And so that's where I think the safety comes in. is like, it doesn't mean you're never going to say anything that you're never going to process something that might be happening behind my back, but I trust you to get to the deeper thing, to ask for the reflections. I trust your conversations with Ellie about me or my conversations with you about Ellie or my conversations with Ellie about you, that we are always going to be committed to getting to the root of it revealing our hearts, sharing the honest feedback if it's necessary and coming back into connection. Mm. So that is what happened that weekend because I was happy that you were there, but it what I was feeling the sharpness and I was like, this doesn't feel good. It's like, I don't want you here was the energy. It was like, that's how I felt was my reaction. It's like, I don't, I don't like this energy. I don't like the sharpness. It doesn't feel good. But then I also had to confront where I didn't really want to say the thing that needed to be said, cause it's uncomfortable. It's uncomfortable sharing with our sisters and people we love so much when something doesn't feel good or something feels off, but this Especially is part of our community. We have the expectation and I'm sure people will relate to this, but like, you know, when we're, it's supposed to be exciting you know, it's supposed to be like, oh my God, she's here. We're so happy. It's all good. It, mm-hmm. it, to me, it adds a whole, it's like when my husband and I are on a, you know, weekend getaway and it's supposed to be amazing. And it's like, there's just, it's not right now. And like, there, right. there's stuff that needs to be said. And it, it adds like even another layer of like, oh God. Mm-hmm. And then story of like, oh, you know, I shouldn't this is ruin gonna, it. I shouldn't ruin it. This is going to take away from the weekend or, you know, whatever. And for me in the retreats, it's always a surrender to what's happening. It's like, okay, this is what's happening. This is part of the retreat, whether it feels like it's part of the retreat or not. Cause sometimes it doesn't feel like that. It's like Vic just came in and she's surprising. And you know, she's supposed to be on the team. Hell, you know, she should be helping. Like, why is this happening? And it's like, no, this is part of the retreat. And then it, the thing that I also am just seeing from this Vic is like, where, you know, you weren't in the retreat and everyone at the retreat is 
giving and is receiving. And so it's like, you came there, whether you knew it or not, like you needed to be seen before you could be there. And sometimes we don't know that, or we, we don't know how to ask for that, or it's not, it's not even the thing to ask for it. It's just like, we have to experience not being seen and feeling, you know, all the shit that comes up around that or feeling, you know, whatever. And then, yeah, I just, I so felt that after Amy, like gave, you know, gave you that reflection and saw you and like, just what a catharsis Mm. you experienced. And that like, that was ultimately why you were there, you know, and, and and that that's another thing that I think is such a unique kind of converse. It's like, it's not what happens out in the world, right. Where it's like, okay, well you're in this role and like, this is how things are. And we kind of you can kind of brush over things and, and not acknowledge them. And in the space of our retreats and in our lives, it's like, whatever is happening is exactly what's meant to be happening. And even if it doesn't look like part of the retreat or, I mean, this comes up for us and all the time. And we know this, you know, we're it's like, always, it's always the program person. And I don't want to deal with that. And it's like, okay, this is the program, this honey. Is- <laughs> yep. This is the very reason we're here. This is the reason that we're doing this program mm. for our own awakening, our own healing in this, in this particular time. And just, it was intense to share. And I knew that I needed to, and it did feel uncomfortable, but it was that it's like in delivering this reflection of like, Hey, it feels, you know, it, you feel sharp and it feels hard to be with you. And it feels like, you know, demanding or this energy that you're bringing, I can't feel your heart. You know, I want this to feel fun. I want it to feel good having you hear what's going on, you know, and like getting to the root, it just cracked you open and you had already cracked open some. And that's what was Mm -hmm. so, it was the perfect time for me to share. You were already really willing and vulnerably sharing yourself and what was coming up for you around insecurity. And so you were willing to receive it and crack open even more and let us in. And that's when you soften. And like Ellie said, you needed to be seen. And sometimes, even though it's painful to get reflections from our sisters that are like the uncomfortable things being reflected, it's still powerful because it's accurate reflection. So we're being seen even in our shit, even in our patterns that don't feel good, even in the stuff that's like, kind of like, you know, scratchy, it's still so powerful because it's like, we live in a world where that is not acceptable. That is not the norm to be honest with each other and reflect back what we're seeing, feeling, and experiencing from one another. I remember at some point when somebody was like, I I don't think it was you guys. I don't remember where I heard it, but they were like, you're not being nice. Like this was on early on in my journey. So like, you know, I know it's this, this pattern that I have. And I was like, nobody has ever told me that before. Like, I think it was one of my first coaches or, you know, it was like how I was showing up, like was this default programming and, and like truly like being seen in that it's like what we were talking about before. Like, you don't know what you don't know until somebody's like, Hey, do you know what you're, do you know what's happening here? <laughs> like, especially yeah. when we are, you know, more in our own like little bubbles in our own worlds. And like, you know, I've been often like mama, Denmark, family, Northern Michigan land. And it's so easy to, even at this point, you know, half a decade or more into my work and where I I'm pretty, I pretty much take anything on at this point, you know, as I know you two do of like, how is this for me? How could this be right? A la the podcast name, right? It's like, I still need to 
open my heart, say the most vulnerable thing that I can access. Cause that's what really happened in that moment. Like I did not know all that was like going to come up or all that was what was going on, but I revealed a part of myself that I could to you and to the room. There was like 10 other women witnessing, you know, and that, what that created opening and that created space. And that's like, you know, an agreement that we have of like, oh my God, this, like, this sucks. Or like, I don't know. It's like a little bit kinky. Like we're just, you you gotta be a little bit into like the pain of it. (laughs) Totally. I mean, it is painful. Be like, yeah, you have to be willing to humiliate yourself over and over again, basically having this practice of, of truth telling and truth receiving. It is kind of kinky, but I also reflect we love it that way. I also reflect yeah. on like when women are like, I want a man in this work, you know, Ellie met her partner, Rob, in, in our, in their training. And I met my partner, Rob and Amy's, you know, ex that she talks about. She met this- Anders. Your partner, Rob. Oh, <laughs> awkward. <laughs> <laughs> Try that one again. <laughs> Ellie met her partner, Rob. I met my partner, Anders. And Amy's had a beautiful relationships throughout this work, but I always hear women being like, I want a man in this work and he's doing, and I'm like, why don't you just meet where you're at? You know, start with where you're at. Like, ah, you know, had I had, had you two be where you are now and me be, me be where I was back in 2016, like we wouldn't have connected. That's exactly right. What happens? Like we just, we're at different frequencies. So well, yeah. And it's incongruent. It was yeah. like incongru- it, there would have been an incongruency. So in our training, I just loved my teachers and I wanted to be friends with my teachers, of course, because they'd been doing this for 10 years and they were bright and shiny and they'd worked through their, you know, initial, uh, spots of, you know, where they, 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 they evolved, you know, mm-hmm. to, to a certain point. And that's what I wanted. I'm like, yeah, I want to be like them. I want to, I want friends like them. I want relationships like they have. And so what I didn't get that I get now, they weren't my friends. First of all, I thought they were, you know, it's like, because there was a lot of love and there was reflection and there was, you know, you lived with them. Yeah. I mean, I was working with them. I was living with them and, you know, they weren't my friends. Like I was their student primarily. And there, there were, you know, there was friendship moments, but that wasn't the, their purpose in my life to be my sister or my friend the purpose was they were my teacher. Like I had so much to learn from them as teachers. So then when I left that training, I mean, I was heartbroken to like leave my teachers and, you know, you guys just didn't look as bright and shiny as my teeth, you know, as our teachers, (laughs) (laughs) it was like, I kind of looked around. I'm like, really like these women, you know, this is it. This is it. Like uh, no more like bright, shiny teachers to give me reflection, masterful reflection. It's like, I have to, you know, like knock around in the dark with these bitches and like figure it out and give each other reflections to feel terrible. And like, you know, be three times actually give them reflections because I didn't give reflections to my teachers. It was one 
way. It was just receiving. And so it was, it was awful. It was like, God, okay. Vic just said this thing that feels off or Amy just, if Amy feels hard and I'm the one to reflect that to them. Like, where's the teacher to come in and like save the day and give them, give them the masterful reflection. <laughs> and I swear like that is where my real path began mm. and our sisterhood and who we are as women is that is what it has come out of. And so I, this is what I, I'm just like, for women listening, I think it's such a, it's such a normal phase to go through, to idolize and put your teachers on a pedestal and want to be friends with them. And I know that there's a lot of that, that goes on in, in all of our communities and it's totally okay. And, you know, it's like, yeah, I just wanted to, I just got the hit to share this because it, it was really real for me. And I look around now, you know, three or four years later and at the relationships we've built that have been hard won, you know, through, through really being in the trenches together, you know, practicing and, and really separating from our teachers and being out in the real world, just alone with each other and our tools. It's been so rewarding now to be, I mean, Kaylin and I talk about this and Kaylin jokes that she looks around and goes, these women are my friends. You know, it's like now it, it does. It's just, it's so paid off in this incredible way. And so I just want to normalize this because mm-hmm. yeah, it just, it wasn't bright and shiny in the beginning. Like, you know, we did not wake up like this. We have not always been, you know, it is, it's yeah, it's been, it's been a, it's been a journey and, and ultimately way more satisfying and, you know, fulfilling than remaining in the teacher student dynamic. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Looking next to each other, next to ourselves, next to myself, really. And I think that's where, like, where we all serve women is like, you got to rise. So you got to rise. So I can rise. So like we can rise together. So those who are around us can rise. And like, we do, we have these conversations for each other, for ourselves, but like also for the collective sisterhood. And I'm like, so grateful for that. I'm so in awe of that. Like, I don't think many relationships these days are held in reverence. And I really get that our connection is in that special space. And it didn't start out that way. You know, it wasn't the plan. It wasn't this like (laughs) golden journey that we've had this idea that we're going to like all be running like international empires next to each other and da, 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 da. And like when we've really, what I've gotten is like, when I've allowed myself to get out of the way, my ego to step aside, like we've all become better, shinier versions of ourselves. And that's just yeah. so fucking fun. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Ah, Amen. Amen. So, so fucking fun. So, so fucking ride. fun. So <laughs> worth it. So I love much. you too. So I much. If you want to hear more from these women, desireonfire.com on Insta, Amy Batuski, Ellie Montgomery. This will not be their last appearance on the How Could This Be Right podcast. <laughs> Thank you so much for having us, Vic. This is so fun. Yeah. Would be honored to come back. Yeah. 
we'll do it again. Maybe next time we'll all be sitting on a sofa together. That would would be fun. Yeah. (laughs) All right, ladies. Love you. Love you. Yeah.